I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast, the place to listen to and think about the bigger picture of living with a chronic illness. Moving away from the fix, reject, resist narrative, you'll find conversations about how your chronic illness can be a force for good in your life, your superpower even, and discussions about its potential to guide you towards a more aligned way of living and healing. I'm Milana Holloway, chronic illness coach, And today I'm beyond excited to share my conversation with Laura Lee Chapman with you. It's it's a journey for me as well. And I think has come, has become much easier with solid foundations. Mm -hmm. I I know that I can um, walk away from a difficult conversation and still have myself. Mm. You know, I'm not, um, I've still got myself to come back to. Laura is a communications and messaging mentor, and in this episode, we'll talk about how to have open, honest, compassionate, constructive conversations with your closer and wider circles about your unique experience living with a chronic illness. Before we get going, I want to tell you about my new workshop, Planning to Heal. It busts the myth that living with a chronic illness means that planning is more difficult or even impossible for you, and shows you how to do it in a you-focused, successful and sustainable way 
as well as showing you how it can become a tool for healing. To find out more, head to my website, alanaholloway.com, or click the link in the show notes. Hi, Laura, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Alana. You are my first guest. I'm so delighted to have you on, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. It's it's going to be such a joy to chat to you. Um, It's such a joy to be here. um, So, Laura, as I have mentioned in that brief introduction, um, is a genius at, you are a genius, Laura, at (laughs) embracing all of who you are and and in Laura's work, that's that's what she supports people with. And using, I suppose, the the power of that to really really get to where I suppose is it, is it that is it that it helps people get to do what they want to do? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, for me, it's all about helping you to show up as yourself, people to show up as themselves, and to embrace all the bits of who you are so that comes out in your communication and in your messaging and in everything you're saying and doing and um not just and it's not just the sort of the words of your business or life it's the how you do it the why you do it all of those nuts and bolts of things and that then helps you build connection with the right kind of people who are your kind of people who are you know we're never going to be liked by absolutely everybody on the planet um and so the more that you're showing up with all the all the various bits of who you are the more likely you are to find the people who are the right fit with you who are going to be your clients or your customers your friends your um support folk so on and so forth i love that and and for those of you listening you might be wondering why why this relates to living with a chronic illness and certainly in my journey and in the journey with the people that I work with so much of that beginning part I think that that really differentiates kind of healing and living with your chronic illness in a way that is is actually focused on rejection and resentment and and silencing of yourself moving that into embracing your chronic illness as part of you and and what you just said there about it's not just the words it's the why it's the how Mm. because certainly for me I told myself for so long that I I was accepting of myself and I accepted Mm. my chronic illness and uh, but it always had a caveat because it was always like if that helps me heal I'll do that and and that is just isn't how it works as as you well know and and so that how and and why is just so so key and I love what you said also about helping that connect you with your right people but actually that whole picture being about connection mm. and how that helps you connect with yourself as well yeah yeah I mean it's one of the foundational things for me that has helped me to show up more and more in all the bits of who I am is finding the right finding my community finding my people I think we go through the school system or if you've been in an employed job or um any of those kind of structured environments or your family or whatever you're put with people and you don't sort of have the choice of 
are these my people or not? And it's so easy to just fall in step with behaving as they behave or mirroring each other in a way. And so now I feel like as I get older <laughs> and as I step <laughs> more into my space, I'm like, actually, who are the people that I want to be around? I want to be around people that also embrace all the bits of me. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And, oh, that, as you said, it's as I get older, it's, it's certainly a question that's come to me so much. Actually, I think maybe it's a lockdown thing. Maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. But in the past couple of years, it's, it's you know, who have I got around me? And, and again, that is just such, it's an important part of being human, you know, mm. obviously. But when you are when you are living with a chronic illness and, and struggling with your health and who you have around you is just, it's kind of a make or break thing, right? Because mm -hmm. something you said, now what did you, oh, I am referring back to your email that you sent and it was 40 things at 40. And something you said is, you are not supposed to be the expert at all the things. It is safe to ask for help. And it's just so beautiful because, like help and support. I talk about kind of existing in the chronic illness bubble and and this is a bubble or a cycle or whatever that you can find yourself like buzzing around for, I mean, all your life if mm -hmm. if that's the way it works or or a long amount of time. And there's almost like this portal out of that bubble and mm -hmm. support and community is one of those things that can help you get out of that. And 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 relating back to what you said is that you're put in you know school and, and work you're putting these groups of people and it's that kind of messaging I suppose we're given you know for so much of our lives about this is the way you do things these are the people you hang around you know all of that is just so prescriptive isn't it mm, yeah yeah fit in fit in <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah don't say that someone might not like it or don't mm. do that it might not and what you said about support there that's another one of my um cog <laughs> cogs in everything that I do is finding that and I mean for me that looks like uh, a counsellor who is who is sort of uh, well for me as a plus size person I'm and reclaiming the word fat for myself I know that's difficult for other people depending on where you are in your journey but for me uh, important that my counsellor is also informed in health at every size um, theory and all of that sort of thing having a coach who a business coach who embraces my values and reflects how I want to work and um uh, and then support coming through family and friends and those people who are in our closest communities um, is so vital for me. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to touch on actually the you claiming the word fat for yourself because part of my journey was claiming the term chronic illness for myself. So mm. I'd love for you to talk a bit more about that. It's definitely been a journey and is an ongoing one. I don't think any of us really get there, do we? Wherever no. there is. Mm -hmm. it's not. <laughs> um, so it's it's all the time. It's every day. And some days uh, I would much rather hide away and not mm -hmm. talk about it at all and not think about it at all. Um, because uh, every day... It, you. Uh, as a as a fat person of even then let's see it's uh, yeah, sometimes know, uh, quite difficult to get out of your mouth isn't it yeah um because 
I'm I see a I see it in the mirror every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I know what society thinks about that um or what we're told to believe and yeah. and how we're raised and that sort of thing however I mean I had uh, I've always been had a quite a strong sense of self okay and have worked on my relationship with myself forever really um and I think that having that as part of me and part of what I do every day working on that relationship with myself has been the most important thing Mm. and I know I can look back now on life and see the parts of life where I've lost that relationship Mm. with myself either through um, other people's influence or bad job work environments or whatever and so regaining that and spending time with with me what my values are, what's important to me, um, what are my opinions on all sorts of different things, supporting that with uh, reading where I feel I need to read up on something. Mm-hmm. Um, so being a bit more data informed now, which also has probably come with age. It's like backing <laughs> up backing up my feelings. With... Yes. <laughs> it's like when you read a book and you're like, I could have written this book. I, I, I'm allowed to feel what I feel. Yeah. But so much of that has come with um, community as well, to be honest, is Mm -hmm. I think actually when I first rocked up into the Instagram space, um, I was on there just posting photos of my dinner or whatever. It wasn't (laughs) anything to do with. Yeah, exactly. And then I came across some people that looked a bit more like me. And that representation thing is so it's so vital seeing people that look like me following people that look like me or um and are out there wearing what they want to wear being exactly who they are in their different sized bodies um and giving a finger up to Mm -hmm. anyone who doesn't like that makes you has given me more confidence in that space and also getting a bit braver about having those conversations with some of the people in my community, in my support structure, mm-hmm. um, to say, this is how I feel about this. Yeah. This is how, uh, and I think if you can have that conversation with someone who's really close to you, then it also enables me to have the conversations with the wider world effectively. Yeah. Oh, I've got so much. You just have so many <laughs> lovely bits of info, you know, lovely words. But um, having that, having those conversations, because I don't know if you feel the same. So, my chronic illness is a visible chronic illness, so I can very much relate on on that front. Where you see it in the mirror, you know, you see it when you look at your. It's a constant, you know, thing for you and whether you want to hide away, whether you've got a day where you want to hide away. And I'm not, you know, not relating fatness and chronic illness at all. I'm just saying the visible aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to, because you can, you know, you can't hide away from something you can see all the time. And so I don't know about you, but having that conversation with the, actually, no, this is how I feel about it with someone who's close to you, because did have you experienced, um, oh you must feel blah 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 mm-hmm. from from loved ones oh that must be so and it's like whoa <laughs> don't put words into my mouth because actually no yeah and sometimes you feel a bit like audacious saying actually no that's not how I feel about this I feel quite positively about this or or neutral or I'm working through a thing at the moment you know yes exactly um 
and it's uh, related but slightly separate but and slight um, warning to everybody because it touches slightly into a traumatic accident but I had um, uh, a burns accident in 2017 mm-hmm. and um, that's it's left me with quite a large amount of scarring on my stomach and it was so interesting at the time that some people's one person in particular turned around and said um oh well at least you're not the sort of person who was ever going to be wearing a bikini anyway oh and it's so interesting and I said well actually I do own bikinis I do wear bikinis yeah and I will still wear bikinis today with my scarring and yes I have to look after it because of the sun and all that sort Mm. of thing so it takes an extra layer of um, consideration uh, but nothing to do with how it looks and Mm. and that made them go away and reflect on why they had that view and that opinion and that judgment and I think it can be so easy for us to assume that somebody wants to take their life in a certain direction Mm -hmm. you know that oh you because you've had this happen to you you'll want to cover up Mm. and actually sometimes if we can just open up the conversation right it gives them an opportunity to think about it in a different way as well yeah yeah and having these open conversations are it's it's just it is amazing because I think you know that person saying that as you say it it made them go away and reflect on why they thought that and and a lot of this you must feel or assumptions um come from come from somewhere within that person mm-hmm. that perhaps has had an experience where they can relate and they did feel and in my experience having these open conversations is, is something that can be quite difficult because you can be met with shock or, or surprise or um guard or you know yeah. all of these kind of things and, and then it becomes a very closed you know battle mm. conversation mm. and so going back to the kind of bringing your whole self to to the picture h- how do you and communication which is you know another as you say cog of yours how do you have these open conversations perhaps in in situations where you think they might be a bit tricky gosh I mean that's something that I'm doing (laughs) a lot yeah your (laughs) whole thing yeah (laughs) um I mean again it's it's a journey for me as well and I think has come has become much easier with solid foundations Mm -hmm. I can I know that I can um walk away from a difficult conversation and still have myself Mm. you know I'm not um I I, yeah I've still got myself to come back to I did a lot of work Mm. and it's so important I've done a lot of work in in counseling and with um coaches and stuff in the past about this feeling of not being alone and that actually if you've got this relationship with yourself you're never you're never really I mean we're never alone anyway because there's there's always people out there but um nurturing this this uh self-awareness self-belief self-trust that sort of thing I am the person who sits in front of the mirror in the morning and and has a word with myself about how I feel and oh, yeah you know I do that sort of and 
I can worry sometimes that this sounds like mega ego or something because that's <laughs> again the story we're told but I can sit in front of the music the mirror in the morning and say you're a gorgeous awesome human amazing and that's taken a lot of work and obviously some days it doesn't feel like that but I think if you can build up to that that with all of the things that are flaws with all of the things that I'm still working on about myself with all of the things that I know that um, society would like to change Mm. um, about me with some of the things that I would like to change about me over time with with a different understanding or a different learning. Um, I'm still an awesome person today, here and now. Mm. Um, And I think building yourself up to having that feeling about yourself, Mm -hmm. that sort of um, self-esteem. Yes. Um, can so help with how you're showing up in those conversations yeah um, because there's the foundation there to be able to return to um, mm. so there's those there's those kinds of things and obviously the the support and the community and having your people and all that sort of thing helps with that I think it's the sort of thing in a in a business conversation or a work conversation I talk to people about having some clarity around your messaging, around your, what are your values? What's your, what's your sort of purpose, your why? Um, what's driving you, what are your beliefs and, and those kind of foundational things that you can always keep returning to. Yeah. And again, it's all these little bits of, that make up who you are really. Yes, oh, I love that. And and that is such a, an important part of the picture of living with a chronic illness that is so ignored that um, not only the coming home to yourself and being able to be with your yourself and, and feeling like you're not alone because chronic illnesses can be extremely lonely, mm. but also the self-esteem part because it, the focus with chronic illness is to fix the symptoms and get rid of the symptoms. And, and even if people say, I'm working at the deeper picture, I'm working at kind of the root causes, they're still, yes, okay, that's great, but also it's still this kind of whole fix narrative. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and um, what we ignore is actually, the chronic illness in isolation is like, is, is quite a small, a small thing. It's the kind of, it's the knock to your self-esteem, it's the knock to your sense of self-worth, it's the knock to your confidence and, and that is part of the picture we so need to be addressing and acknowledging and working on and uh, in tandem with the other stuff. Mm. And having these values, yeah, because actually if, if I'm thinking, you know, there was a long time when, and, and this has come through a lot of therapy and, and counselling for me, you know, actually acknowledging the fact that I've, thought even though I felt very strong within myself like you I've always had a strong sense of self I I had lost my sense of self-worth and I had lost my Mm. my self-esteem and Mm. and having you know as you said about okay what are my values what do I believe in what do I stand for what kind of person am I building that picture yeah that's I love that Mm. Mm. it's so important as well because I uh, I don't know about all of your experiences obviously but when you're going through 
anything to do with uh, anything medical or mm-hmm. um, where there are doctors involved or hospitals or anything like that it sometimes it's not particularly dignified Mm. and it can take that away from you at times um and I've definitely had those experiences where where you're quite exposed and vulnerable and Mm -hmm. um you're not able to have that experience where they're where they're seeing the whole of you no the person you're being treated by so often is just seeing your illness or your injury or whatever um and I think that can that can be quite impactful for us um when you're reflecting on the experience and and then that being able to bring that back to well what does this mean for who I am and how I show up and Mm. um how I move around the world um yeah it's quite an interesting dynamic in that sense it is because I think you you almost there is a part a a point a phase in in that kind of you know when it is very very um say like medic medical professional focused where you hand yourself over to someone Mm. you're you're handing your your kind of autonomy in your body and your the way you're feeling over to someone and as you say actually all they've got time for unfortunately is is the is the presentation the kind of the manifestation of the thing that you're seeing them for the rest of Mm. it is like sorry but no I can't (laughs) they can't um yeah yeah which is 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 sad um Mm. but it's the way it is Mm. and and so you know always coming back to this kind of it's not your fault but it is your responsibility idea it's it you know it is because of the way things are but also I think it needs to be our responsibility to work on that stuff Mm. yes yeah and uh, the responsibility that we take for how we're showing up Mm. and um how we are what how we're speaking how we're behaving how we're you know how we're treating ourselves Mm. um day to day because it has a ripple effect that, uh, and I talk about this, uh, well, we touched on it slightly at the top, but this idea that actually, if you're not being true to yourself in all of those ways, it comes back to you yes. <laughs> eventually in some form. Um, and whether that's through um, you having a community of people that aren't really quite right or mm-hmm having being led in a direction that's not really the direction that is the one you want to go in yeah and I imagine that comes out as well in in many people's healthcare and that sort of thing um that actually if we're not representing ourselves and getting to know and understand what do I want in this moment what do I need in this moment what are my preferences Mm -hmm. that we go down this other path yeah yeah I talking about this kind of um being true to yourself so I and this is is if I can say it this way one of your chronic illnesses jobs and and this is kind of come back to this question of why is this here why me is to help you express the parts of yourself that you have kept hidden Mm. and 
for whatever reason that may be or and part part of the stuff that I've been doing is is re um acquainting myself with my rebellious side for example <laughs> and and seeing that as something that's not bad you know it's 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 fun <laughs> um or you know with using my voice my spoken voice because so often I ruminate mm. and so much goes on in my head and not much of it comes out and something you mentioned um before our call was was the kind of journey I've had through um because we we've how long we've we kind of been each other in each other's circles now probably two years ish yeah around yeah about, yeah and and when we first kind of met I was absolutely petrified of showing up on camera on mm. you know Instagram and it's funny how we talk about Instagram as like the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes it can feel that way and um I hated it and and actually now I find myself using it as a place to use my voice and to speak things that are on my mind and yeah and and the beauty of it being on stories it goes in 24 hours so like <laughs> well it doesn't matter exactly yes. yeah yeah it's why another, uh, another one of the foundational things that I say to people about this showing up as yourself is practice oh, and people yes. don't like it because mm. it's like oh you're telling me I've got to go and do the thing and then do the thing again and again and again oh but it's it, it is true <laughs> the more you do yeah, it yeah 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 <laughs> it is because it feels weird at first and mm. and and going back to you you talking you know to yourself in the mirror each morning that's something that like I personally I would love to do but I've never I you know I haven't gone past that practice stage I kind of like do it once I'm like oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) but I see the value in it and and actually I think for me that looks like just saying it out loud it doesn't you Mm -hmm. know perhaps not in a mirror but like acknowledging Mm. you know what I love about myself and 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 something that we connected on uh you probably a couple of you know probably last year was if you can't I don't know if you remember this but if you can't love the parts of yourself I can't remember exactly how it went but that you know if you can't love all of yourself how can you Mm. start where can you start Mm. yeah yeah because we spend so much time that inner dialogue Mm. is so often calling ourselves names oh saying I hate this bit of me why does mm-hmm. that look like that why have I done that why am I and I hear even I do have done it in the past trying to eradicate it now you know you walk around the house and walk in to do that classic of walking into a room and not knowing why you've ended up there yeah and even in those moments I can be like oh you silly whatever yes 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 you think why am I speaking to I, myself like I know that? it's nuts when you start noticing it it is nuts how much you do it isn't it yeah and, and then I don't know if you do the same but I go no you're Lana you're not serious silly you're lovely yes. <laughs> I have this whole conversation with myself <laughs> I think eradicating some of that and I actually the the mirror thing for me is like a balance and mm. balancing out all of that stuff by then giving myself a bit of love mm-hmm. um in that way mm. and um, I've been talking about this more recently, but I'm a massive flirt, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I, I hopefully yeah, always winking. Hopefully, I'm a I'm a decent judge of who does and doesn't want to be flirted with. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, that's always been a big part of life, and I yeah. think um, for me, some at first in this business space, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure if I can bring that in, but mm. actually. 
I think part of part of the flirting for me is um, encouraging people to feel good about themselves. Oh yes. Oh yes. You know, I'm always the one that's like, oh, you, you, you're, you're this, or you're gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. or you're awesome, or oh, that's fabulous, or oh, glowy, what wonderfulness, or you really inspire me, or whatever, because I, I want that person to then reflect on that. Hopefully. Mm even if it's just one person who then turns around to someone else and says, this, this person said this about me today. Do you, yeah. Is that true? Do you think, oh, you know, yeah. that kind of thing? It's just, and then I'm flirt with myself, you know? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But it's that, it's that ripple effect, isn't it? Cause mm. actually like, you know, for me, if, if someone does something like that, I think, do you know, that was so nice to receive that, that love or that flirting or that compliment or whatever I want to do that yeah like I, I'd love to I'd love for someone else to feel the way I feel right now mm-hmm. mm. yeah it's so nice yeah. and I, I love how you're saying that you know you've brought that to your your professional life that part of you because you know what is the cost of us suppressing parts of ourselves mm. yes exactly and uh, um it it means that in the past when I've tried that, su- that suppressing thing, mm. it's it's often been in jobs in in the back in the employed world where I've mm-hmm. then discovered this isn't this really isn't right for <laughs> me. I need to get out of this environment. And in this online space, it means that you're not really talking to anyone because you oh, yeah. no one's seeing who you are. Yeah. Or what you're all about. Um, and trying to bring more of that out. It's again comes back to the connection thing, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the, yeah. yeah. The people that we're connecting with. Yeah. And I think one thing this online world does give us is that opportunity to connect with absolutely anybody mm-hmm. and find our right people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wonderful. And you mentioned earlier about um, rebelling and uh-huh. the bits of us that we rebel around and um I was chatting to someone about this the other day about how um I've never been much of a one for hierarchy um <laughs> even at <Yeah>. school <laughs> I was a bit like why can't I be friends with the teacher they yeah. seem cool <laughs> um and I go into I work with some big businesses now and I'll go into those big businesses and I have deep respect for people's uh, skills and experience and knowledge and all of that sort of thing and and hopefully that comes across in the way that I do business mm-hmm. but I don't care if you are 200 grand CEO of wherever mm-hmm. or if you're a team member working the machine in the power plant or whatever you know whatever yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing yeah uh, because I think you could meet those people in the supermarket down the pub in the local park, wherever, and they, it, you'd just be one human talking to another human. Yes. And I feel that way in the online space. I feel that way, hopefully, more and more with doctors or mm-hmm. you know, medical professionals or whatever. I'm trying to have this human connection. Yes. One human oh. me in all of my um, flaws and awesomeness talking yes. to you, other human, with all of your flaws and awesomeness, no matter who you are. Yes, 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 yes. And that, you, you brought in, you know, you mentioned the, the medical professionals and this, that sense of hierarchy is actually, I think, really damaging 
to mm. what happens in those rooms because yes on one hand you absolutely respect the training they've been through and the information they have and the knowledge they have but on the other hand nobody knows you you nobody knows your body better than you and and so it does I think it needs to be more of a um on par conversation mm. and and, and, a, and a, an open again back to this open conversation idea and um a collaboration yeah and not and I'm sure that comes into a lot of the work you do you know the collaboration side especially with the corporates um side of things yes a hundred percent and when you're um because much like in that situation you're the one that's got to go away and live your life yes um not not them and I feel the same way if I'm uh, if I have a mental relationship with someone or I'm training someone a group or a group of people I want them to be able to go away and use these tools techniques whatever um in a way that works for them yeah not not a oh Laura told us we have to do this so right. that's what we're going to do yeah um, I don't want anyone to f- to ever feel that kind of being done to thing it's very yeah. much doing this thing together as you said yeah. in collaboration yeah and going back to the kind of school that you know the, the the way we're brought up this tick box exercise I I remember when I was doing my degree I did a design degree and so you've got you've got a half kind of measure of you really need to be creative and embrace kind of who you are and let that come and out, come out in your work. And then you've got the other half measure of, but you need to hit these points. And mm-hmm. okay, that's a brief, right? So I get that. However, I was just, I remember, I think it was in my third year doing my final major project. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care what grade I get. I just want to <laughs> do, I want to do what I feel is right. And, and, I want to do this project and and it was self-written brief our final major project was a self-written brief so these kind of points these tick boxes that I had to tick seemed really futile Mm. and when you were talking about I don't want people that I work with to go away and said Laura says I need to do this so I do this that's the problem with so much of the way we try to heal and we try mm. to look after ourselves is we're doing it according to someone else's tick list yeah and it never works that way no because what does that do that just gives us anxiety oh makes my us God. worry about things <laughs> yeah am I doing this right not not mm. is this working for me it's oh have I done this to the to the letter have I done this right and the I relate to that anxiety and that stress and that was a real kind of self-perpetuating cycle of of anxiety and stress and then illness because Mm. I was trying to do all these things the way I thought I was meant to be doing them I didn't like actually deeply consider are they working for me Mm. Mm. and I don't know about you but I think um certainly for me and maybe it may or may not be more so as a woman someone who Mm. identifies as a woman as well that I definitely have this thing of not wanting to um, let anyone down and mm. being well behaved. And, and, you know, when I was in recovery from, from my burns accident and mm-hmm. the, the care that I had to give the wound and all that sort of thing and mm. going in every other day, going into hospital to have a dressing change and all that sort oh, of thing and being yeah. like, have I done what I'm supposed to do? And have yeah. I, are they going to be pleased with me? Have I looked after this properly? And that kind of pressure. Yes. When you're in uh a position of trying to heal 
oh. not just your wound, but the whole of you. Yeah, the, the trauma from that experience. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still in this yeah. perpetual, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. type place. Yeah. It's it's so damaging, isn't it? I, mm. I, like, I honestly think it really is damaging. Um, and, and, you know, not only does it kind of prolong healing or stop it sometimes, it it causes a whole new level of stuff that we then have to unpack. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, so Laura, time has gone quickly and um, we are coming towards the end, but I would just love to ask you some other things. Yeah, um, please do. We have a shared love of Shit's Creek. Let's oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned in your stories the other day how long do you have to wait before you go in for the other for the next round of watching it what how many times have you watched the whole thing over so far well I was quite late to the party yeah so uh I've watched it all the way through twice and then I, I don't know about you but I have these certain episodes of tv shows <laughs> that I feel this way about that if I'm feeling really happy or really sad or really angry yes. I'm like oh I'll just go and watch that episode yes. of that thing <laughs> yeah I have cry tv I'm like yes. I need cry tv yeah 100% <laughs> yeah so a few of them have been added to that list of oh a few of those episodes I'd be interested to know which episode I mean if any of any of you guys listening watch Shit's Creek or haven't watched it more to the point please please do yourself the the favor of going to watch it what would be the episode that makes you feel most love <laughs> um well uh simply the best yes um <laughs> because uh, oh my oh my right. and then do you have to watch then the other version of simply the best yes. as well afterwards <laughs> yes. yes oh absolutely it's just oh just oh I love it and I love how David is just or David is just so oh in you know I just love the way he carries himself and and dances to that and then oh but when Patrick sings it as well I'm like oh I need that song <sighs> all the time all the time it's so good yeah no I'm I'm about to go into round five. Oh, well done oh well done uh-huh Oh uh -huh. my, oh yeah, oh. I know, but it's just one of those things that I feel like it brings, it brings you the crying, it brings you the love, mm. it brings you the laughter and and it brings you that not taking yourself too seriously, which is actually yeah. something I did want to talk to you about, like just quickly. I love your, re I don't know if you're still doing real so much, but you know, they're just so much fun. They're yeah, so much I fun. I had a bit of time off over the summer, to, you know, my mental health and everything. Yes. Um, but yes, I'm getting back into them now because I generally don't take myself too seriously. I am the person who um, my mum used to talk about um, and still does mm. um, sort of dancing down the street and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm a bit like, actually, if there is somebody who's going to look at me or stare or shake things, you get that often as a fat person anyway. Uh -huh. So I'm like, well, if they're then going to shout at me for dancing down the street or for um, listening to music and clicking my fingers or singing a lot or whatever, yeah. um, 
then so be it because this mm. is me and I'm bringing the joy into my day playing with my niece in um the middle of a pub garden or something mm. and making up dance moves yes there's people watching and maybe it's made them laugh yeah <laughs> because it's definitely oh. making me laugh yeah that's you- that's what it's all about for me yeah and do you know what I think that's where that discomfort that, that kind of discomfort barrier is isn't it it's like they want to laugh and they want to enjoy it and actually they're looking at you doing it and thinking hey I want to do that but yeah. maybe they feel like they can't but maybe you doing it has given them the permission that they're looking for to kind of do that maybe even just in secret once you know just to give it a go yeah and I, I think just that. allowing yourself that bit of freedom mm. um because everything can be really quite serious aren't it? <gasps> yes yeah and I am someone who has a tendency to be quite earnest sometimes and mm. um I think allowing myself that bit of silly yeah that bit of dancing through the day or singing along to things or uh, which inevitably getting the words wrong when I'm singing along to of things course. um and those kind of it just wearing what you want and all yeah. of that stuff that's where you're just being bringing a bit of brightness and a bit yeah. of you-ness to it all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think, I just think that's a, a lovely kind of point to end on. And again, relating this, kind of bringing this back into chronic illness, not forgetting who you are. Mm. You are not, your chronic illness is a part of you, but you are not it. You, that's not all of you. And, and allowing the other bits of you to shine through as well and not taking yourself too seriously and all the healing process too seriously is just yeah. all makes for a much more enjoyable life yes 100% it does oh well Laura thank you so much it's thank been you. a joy and thank you for being my first guest <laughs> and um I just really look forward to um you know carrying on kind of being in your circle online and for for everybody listening where can they where can they find you yeah thank you Alana it's um, just been awesome what a lovely chat and I am Laura Lee Chapman on Instagram and my website is lauraleechapman.com um so those are the two main places you'll find me at the moment lovely and Lee is L-E-I-T-H yeah it is after yeah. Vivian Lee from Gone with the Wind and oh. other such things <laughs> that's amazing I love it I love it <laughs> brilliant well enjoy the rest of your day Laura and I shall speak to you soon thank you lovely take that's care love bye. bye as you can probably tell I loved having that conversation with Laura and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did you can find all of Laura's links in the show notes And if you want to join the conversation of reframing your chronic illness on a more regular basis, and when this podcast is on season breaks, I'd love to welcome you to my newsletter. You can find the link in the show notes or by heading to alanaholloway.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realize we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.